Welcome to the Chickmunks Podcast, where we explore the spiritual path of contemplative Christianity with a female voice and perspective. A reading from the Gospel of John. Now a man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. This Mary, whose brother Lazarus now lay sick, was the same one who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. So the sisters sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. When he heard this, Jesus said, This sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory, so that God's Son may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days, and then said to his disciples, Let us go back to Judea. But Rabbi, they said, a short while ago, Jews there tried to stone you, and you were going back? Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours of daylight? Anyone who walks in the daytime will not stumble, for they will see by this world's light. It is when a person walks at night that they stumble, for they have no light. After he said this, he went on to tell them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I am going there to wake him up. His disciples replied, Lord, if he sleeps, he'll get better. Jesus had been speaking of his death, but his disciples thought he meant natural sleep. So he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And for your sake, I am glad I wasn't there, so that you may believe. But let us go to him. Then Thomas, also known as the twin, said to the rest of the disciples, Let us go also, so that we may die with him. In this beginning portion of the well-known Lazarus story, we find Jesus as he got word that a friend of his was sick. This friend named Lazarus had two sisters who were also friends of Jesus and who knew that Jesus could heal him of his illness. So they sent a message to him asking him to come heal their brother. And Jesus responded to this news by heading their way, but only after waiting a long enough time that he could be sure Lazarus had died. He delayed his travel to their home in Bethany until he knew that Lazarus had as he says, fallen asleep. But his delicate language seems a lost cause with his disciples. Jesus had to be direct for them to understand. Lazarus is dead, he said. And then he claims that it's really for everyone's good because it will glorify God and strengthen the faith of those who witness what's about to happen. It's obvious from this story that Jesus' relationship with death was different almost incomprehensibly different from how you and I and our humanity understand death. For starters, he knew when Lazarus had died. Maybe you've experienced something like this phenomenon. Maybe you intuitively knew the moment someone you love and with whom you share a deep connection had passed through death's veil. Like so many mysteries, we can really only speculate about why or how this happens. 
I personally tend to believe that the spiritual bonds of love build a pathway of communication between beings that tangibly shifts when the life energy of one is altered. Some people I've heard report the spirits of loved ones appearing to them just after they pass on. With countless possible explanations, the important thing here seems not to be how, but that it happens. Jesus was deeply spiritually connected to the death of Lazarus through his love. Another uniqueness in Jesus' relationship to death is that he had complete faith in the miracle he was about to perform. As you may know, the story goes that Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. The story does not portray a man who had any doubt about his power to reverse physical death. He said, I'm glad I wasn't there, so that you may believe. I like the way the New English Bible translates it. It will be for your good and the good of your faith. Jesus' primary concern was not preventing or even reversing death. His sole focus is on the faith of those who follow him. Always. Jesus was not and is not the death warrior. He did not free Lazarus or any other human from physical death. Yes, Lazarus was raised from the dead, but temporarily, he would still eventually die again. This miracle of resurrection was not to prove his power over death, but to prove his power by facing death, not as a foe, but as a necessary aspect of life. There is no life without death. There is nothing to fear. This miracle was intended to show the expansive, compassionate, limitless power of the love of God to intervene in our systems of natural order. We Christians talk about the glory of God a lot, and I wonder if we really have a concept of what it means. How is God glorified in bringing a dead and buried man back to life? In a sheer display of power? Maybe, but that seems like a pretty human thing to do, though, doesn't it? Show off my powerful skills so you'll be impressed by me? I don't think that's the glory Jesus was tapping into when he prayed to God at the door of Lazarus' tomb. Jesus prayed a public prayer to remind his listeners that he was in communion with God, now and always. And then he overturned their concept of reality by calling a dead man to walk out of a tomb. In doing this, he teaches three things. Number one, God is not bound by the laws of material nature. Number two, God is good, compassionate, and can be trusted in life and death. And number three, Jesus Christ is sent by this good, compassionate, trustworthy God and is therefore trustworthy himself. Jesus glorified God by revealing that God can and should be trusted more than the material reality around us. This is faith. His faith in God shapes his relationship to death. 
You may have noticed that when Jesus told his disciples he was headed to Bethany to visit Mary, Martha, and Lazarus, his disciples essentially asked, have you lost your mind? See, the last time Jesus was in the region of Judea, he was nearly killed. Religious leaders wanted him dead for claiming to be one with God. In returning to that area, he was risking his life, and that's all his disciples could see. In response, he uses a parable about light and dark to explain to them that he will not be hiding or moving around in secret to secure his own safety. Because when one takes action in stealth, under the cover of night, well, that's when that person stumbles. In other words, he's not interested in concealing his work out of fear. Jesus plainly chose faith and love over the fear of death, and in that place, he is free. Jesus was not afraid of death or its significance. He had access to a greater perspective on death that allowed him to fearlessly face the grief of his friends and to walk right up to Lazarus's tomb and call him back to this world. Jesus was not afraid of dying because he had already died to himself in so many ways. He had faced his shadow in the wilderness. He lived and taught the path of descent as the path of freedom. The way up is down. Whoever wants to be great among you must be the least. He knew that there was nothing to fear in suffering or dying, that there was nowhere that life and love would not meet him. And he stands there still, extending a hand to each of us, inviting us to step into the abundant life available when we're no longer desperately clinging to life as we know it. There is and must be a moment of surrender for all of us. When you choose to surrender while you live on this earth, the rest of your life is freed to perfect oneness with God. Freed to perfect peace and love. I'm going to close this homily by reading the rest of the story of Lazarus from John chapter 11. I invite you to listen. And as you do, consider the words of God as you've heard them in this message. Consider the words of God as your neighbor has heard them. And consider the truth of both. Amen. On his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Now, Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem, and many Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them in the loss of their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him, but Mary stayed at home. Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus said to her, Your brother will rise again. Martha answered, I know he'll rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? 
Yes, Lord, she replied, I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, who has come into the world. After she said this, she went back and called her sister Mary aside. The teacher is here, she said, and is asking for you. When Mary heard this, she got up quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet entered the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. And when the Jews who had been with Mary in the house comforting her noticed how quickly she got up and went out, they followed her, supposing she was going to the tomb to mourn there. When Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, He was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. Where have you laid him? He asked. Come and see, Lord, they replied. Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, See how he loved him? But some of them said, Could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? Jesus, once more deeply moved, came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Take away the stone, he said. But Lord, said Martha, the sister of the dead man, by this time there's a bad odor, for he's been there four days. Then Jesus said, Did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? So they took away the stone, And then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me. But I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe you sent me. When he had said this, Jesus called out in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth around his face. Jesus said to them, Take off the grave clothes and let him go. 